America, fuck yeah, number three, outgunned virtue signalers. Americans on the East Coast recently had a wonderful public circle jerk of virtue signaling over gun ownership and utterly missed the hilarious, ironical, sardonical, and ridiculous doublespeak in which they engaged. This podcast will outline for you exactly why they all look tactically suicidal, to the point where most look like infantilized children who shouldn't be allowed to own a fork, let alone the firearms they possess, because they lack the moral and intellectual capacity to use them safely and responsibility. This is especially annoying to me because there should be no limit on gun ownership of any kind, but obviously human stupidity and innate criminality make that a pipe dream. Well over a century ago now, the United States government set out to render the Constitution into so much fancy toilet paper. Propaganda lip service to keep the stupid, ignorant, and already brainwashed Americans from revolting as they should have, as Henry Ford himself already pointed out almost a century ago now. This podcast will only discuss the Second Amendment in relation to the current military situation, focusing purely on the tactical reality of the problem. The National Firearms Control Act basically outright seeks to outlaw gun ownership in every meaningful military way, regarding enforcing the Second Amendment as intended against government tyranny. Because of the times during which it was written and passed, the early 1930s, Those authors of this act had to be very sneaky about the wording of it in order not to trigger the lazy sheep, who weren't at all riding proper shotgun in their government. While not technically fully outlawing the weapons that the government was targeting, because of the fear of waking the livestock, the government did, though, pass sneaky taxes and rules that made any weapon that could be turned against the government difficult or nearly impossible to buy, or else outright illegal to own. For example... A modern army requires several basic weapon systems in order to function. Most notably among these are heavy machine guns, modern artillery systems, armored vehicles, and a modern air force. Now, technically, it's legal for Americans to own certain types of machine guns, certain kinds of artillery, such as old cannon of the kind used in historical reenactments, and even tanks, but only if the guns have been removed from the tanks. And only if the fully automatic has been altered on most of the machine guns, except for a handful under grandfather clauses, and of course only if the artillery has been modified so it can't really functionally be used in war. Hell, it's even technically legal to own fighter aircraft, but of course they have to have all their armaments removed, all their cannons and guns removed, and all the hard points neutralized in such a way as to not be able to mount missiles or other weapons. Although not American, my personal favorite example of this is the French race car driver in Vintner who owns an air force bigger than some countries, but was forced to disarm his fleet via various means by the French government. Yet the wording of the Second Amendment is pretty clear, saying things clearly like, shall not be infringed. And yet, how many gun controls acts are there now in various parts of the United States? My favorite example, of course, of this is Chicago. Chicago, a city so plagued by gun laws and gun violence that it's called Chirac by the barbarians who live there. I know you can't be bothered, but you really should look up the utterly ridiculous legal shenanigans that your government has been engaging in you nonstop since 1860 about taking your guns away. Read the second freaking amendment and see how short, blunt, and utterly clear it is. Now look up the Supreme Court decisions where they shit all over the place like a chimp on meth with bad diarrhea trying to justify various levels of government treading all over a very simple blunt phrase, shall not be infringed. Is the problem here that the average American is so dummied down that infringed is too big of a word? Too long.
didn't read, TLDR, most common bullshit I hear online. So now let's look at the problem from the other side. From the military perspective, it's absolutely necessary to disarm the American public. And since the Civil War, Americans have had a single-party military dictatorship with two wings used to divide, distract, and conquer. This is proven rather conclusively by the money trail. Another thing that proves this rather conclusively in American history is the military participation in Reconstruction, which absolutely should have been a purely civil affair, and by the endless list of invasions that the United States incorporated, all capital letters, has illegally conducted since 1871, which culminates in a total of 91 countries being invaded since then. Consequently, the United States has a whole lot of experience in first creating civil resistance, then stoking it to armed revolt, then stoking it still further to prolong it to allow them to milk the taxpayer for as long as possible, and then finally crushing it in favor of the very aristocratic landowners who caused the problem in the first place. The best example are the two Philippine genocides that took place between 1890 and 1905. From the military perspective, all these pew-pews Americans are so fond of are a huge threat that needed to be neutralized so gradually that the wee frog didn't realize that it was being slowly boiled. And the military and the bankers who funded the rise of the military thinkers that were approved of realized that they had to move effectively against the Second Amendment to neutralize it without anybody realizing what they were doing. This is also why the United States Incorporated, all capital letters, was forced into endless war starting in 1871 and occurring on average in decade-on, decade-off cycles ever since. Or less, as it would seem like modern technology has drastically increased the speed that aristocracy has managed to conquer the entire planet, using the United States Incorporated, all capital letters, military as useful cannon fodder. Proof that this is still a trending current in American military thought, the U.S. Army released a white paper not too long ago about how it would be basically completely impossible for it to hold a hostile metro, and even a mostly indifferent metro would be difficult to secure if even a small percentage of the population of that metro was hostile. The ultimate conclusion of this white paper seemed to be that instead of trying to hold a hostile metro, the military would retreat to the edges of this metro and basically starve everyone in it out. The first thing I thought when I read this paper was of those Escape From movies back in the 80s and 90s or whenever it was with Kurt Russell, Escape From LA and Escape From New York, except there would be a whole, whole, whole lot nastier in real life. Seems like predictive programming to me. Given that the military budget in America literally outstrips every other program, as well as being the most ridiculous in American history, anybody that denies America is a military dictatorship is either crazy pants delusional, or has an ulterior motive in misleading you. Seriously, how much more evidence do you need that beyond a country that has spent 150 years or so building up a single-party military dictatorships all over the world, and some of the worst tyrants in human history, installed all over the world by the United States Incorporated, all capital letters. But unfortunately, Americans are so brainwashed that former CIA director William Casey had his wet dream come true when he once said that his agency's job would be complete when everything that every American believes is his agency's propaganda. And if you know who are the primary providers of the funding of the politicians who allowed this mess are, then you know that the American military is run by foreign banking interests and has been since 1860, but likely has been since the first bankruptcy of the Republic way back in the 1790s. 
So when you combine all this information with a sudden militarization of American police all across the country, literally being given warfighting gear for low-level guerrilla-type warfare, usually formally called low-intensity war, for example, such as MRAPs, a very worrisome picture begins to be painted of a military dictatorship that is fed up with funding the trappings of freedom and is about to end them in favor of the traditional police state. The primary reason, of course, for this is that they finally have the technology that they require to create a permanent police state of the kind their man Orwell told us that they were working to create. Technologies such as CCTV, satellites that can make your license plate out or your facial expression out from space, drones that fly overhead armed with Hellfire missiles that leave 40-foot craters in the ground, and soon, frontline infantry robots. So perhaps you can imagine the shit-in-your-pants moment when some virtue-signaling Americans will have in their very near future when they see their little rifle bullets bouncing off a well-armored LATV that has been fully automated and is the replacement of the Hummer and armed with a heavy machine gun. So there won't even be anybody in it to kill. There will just be a fleet of these armored cars with heavy weapons on them. But they won't have to be very fearful for very long of this surprise because they probably won't even hear the Hellfire missile that kills them that was launched from a drone 20 miles away that they never even knew was there.